welcome back. Jay Beakley, Isaac Deer, Dustman be back next week. Sitting in studio with me here, a very, very special uh, friend and guest of uh, mine. You guys know who he is. Ron Kopp, lead analyst, arrowheadpride.com, who's been busy all year, man. man. Arrowhead Pride, man, with the premier newsletter and everything they got, the podcast you've been doing. It's almost draft season, my friend. Welcome, Ron Cowell. Man, it has been a busy season when you put it like that. We added the newsletter. We added, you know, we did more. We were more consistent with AP Film Room, had the YouTube stuff going more this year. It's been a busy season. Multidimensional. Hey, but it's all worth it when the Chiefs cement the dynasty, cement the three rings in five years. You know, it makes it all worth it. Jay, I started writing uh, about the Chiefs for Airhead Pride. 2019. I so I, all I know is Super Bowl. So uh, it, it's right. been a fun ride. You're, you're a spoiled, spoiled brat, Ron Cobb. That's, that's what they call me, yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I was a Tyler Thigpen f- fan back in the day. I, I rooted on Brody Croyle when I was a kid. So come on. You know, I I, I, earned, I earned this. I, I, I was there. I was in the trenches. They went from, what, 94 to 2015 with that win in a playoff game? What year were you born? 98. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but I, I knew all the stories. Uh, you know, I, my parents went to all the 90s Chiefs games. I knew all the stories. You know, I knew Lynn Elliott's name way too early. Uh, uh, you know, mention that. <laughs> you know, I knew, uh, you know, I knew about Tony G's, you know, uh, OPI in 97, uh, you know, against Denver. Oh, some great teams, great teams. But the, uh, the parades tomorrow, Ron, you know, it culminates always with the celebration. And, and Chiefs scenes has been extended, man, because you get your Chiefs. McCole Hardman was on uh, – it was yeah. uh, uh, Kimmel last night. Yeah, yeah one of the night shows. Them, yeah. And he was on, and there'll be other Chiefs on, on different night shows, and it's the way it goes. And there'll be the ring ceremony coming up. Of course, the Chiefs have to change to man, short time off because it's combine time here at the end of the month. So they're going to have to get busy for that. But uh, it hit Vernon a minute ago, and we're talking about the NFL is really a 12-month-a-year thing because yeah. cause you had the, uh, the combine coming up here. Then you got free agency in March. And then you've got the draft coming up in April. And then you got the OTAs, the rookie mini camps. Right away. And then you got training camp. Really, June, well, there's still OTAs in June. There's literally something every month because in July you have the training camp. So you do have a little period there of two or three weeks where there's nothing going on, but there's something going on every single month. And then you got preseason, and then you got the regular season all the way to February in the Super Bowl. But literally, there's something every month with the National Football League. Yeah, well, and that's the fun thing about this Chiefs team uh, and, and, and looking ahead to 2024 is I think at certain points this season, I think we call, all could acknowledge that we could say, look, you know, this team may not have it this year, but they're going to have a dang good team in 2024 once they improve the receiving core, once they, you know, restock maybe just the overall skill position group, maybe, you know, uh, uh, improve the offensive tackle position, maybe, um, you know, left tackle specifically. Um, and this defense is only going to get better. You know, they're, they're young and hungry. And, and a lot of guys that we saw in the Super Bowl, you know, some of the b- biggest impact players on the defense in the Super Bowl are heading into year three as, 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 as players that are still developing and growing and already showing something. So the fun thing about kind of what you mentioned, having such a long offseason is I was fired up for this offseason either way. I was fired up to cover this team, see what they're going to do in free agency, see what they're going to do in the draft, you know, how to improve this team. But now it ta- it, the excitement's to another level, Jay, for this offseason because now we're talking about how this team is going to refine and build a team that is going for history, the first NFL team to ever three-peat. That's, that's, that's something different in terms of an offseason. Off season. Like, that's going to have energy in the building for them, you know, when they're working out. Um, you know, free, possible free agents are going to kind of consider that. The Chiefs are going for NFL history. No one's ever done it. And again, like I just said, there's reason to believe they, they could be a better roster next year if they if they handle offseason. They're right. one of nine teams to go back to back. Only eight franchises, though, because we, we saw Pittsburgh do it, yeah. do it twice. So uh, one of nine franchises to do it. And uh, 
but it's house money now. But it's about refining, and we'll get to the we'll get to the wide receivers because I, I know there's common sentiment out there. Why why do you, the Chiefs have proven they don't need wide receivers to win world championships? Well, it's all true. They can do it without Mahomes. We're going to talk about putting fuel in the Ferrari, man. We're going to talk about putting fuel in the Ferrari. Exactly. Because we're, we're talking restock some uh, offensive weapons. But before we do, got to talk about this uh, this parade. <laughs> you will not be on a horse. You will be down. Oh, you don't know. I mean, well, there has been in the past. How do, how do we know? Mentioned I mean, that earlier. I can't don't t- tell him. the future. Yeah, yeah, you can, might be on a horse. I can't predict the future. So you're leaving after this. You're getting a prime spot. Now, how do you consume the parade? Because do you go watch the speeches at the end, or are you on the parade route, or are you one of those fast guys where you can do both, and you're resourceful, right. and you go watch the parade, then you go to the... That's a special kind of Chiefs fan right there. Uh, I mean, I do have experience. People do it, though. But I know. You're but right. Being, uh, okay. Have, how, for the start off. How many you been to? Did you go to 15 Royals? I, I did Royals? both. Yeah, I did. I did. No, I, I did not go to the Royals okay, Parade. Okay, so you didn't go to Royals. Yeah. So you were a rookie yeah. for the Chiefs Parade. Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing is, like, I know the Royals Parade was on a whole other level than the Chiefs Parade in, terms of, in two, terms of people. This was your third there. Chiefs Parade. Yes. And so I want to brat, man. <laughs> this, this Chiefs Parade needs to get on that 2015 Royals level, though. I mean, I, it might be hard because that, in terms of. It was of so the, fresh, though. It would be like exactly. 30 years, man. I know. It's tough. That's what I was just about to say. And. I know, but the weather is going to be so nice, and this Chiefs team is literally one of, I know you just mentioned the back-to-back thing, but this is one of only five franchises to ever win three Super Bowls in a span of, actually, it's only one of four franchises ever to win three Super Bowls in a span of five seasons because the Niners, that that 80s franchise, never actually had three in five seasons. The Patriots did it twice. Right, and so... That's why it needs to be this big parade because you're ta- we're talking about a team that cemented itself, uh, you know, just all time in terms of, you know, when you think of the NFL in 50 years, you're going to be, you're going to look back at the history. You're going to say the seventies were the Steelers. The eighties were the Niners. The nineties were the Cowboys. The 2000s, 2010s were the Patriots. The chiefs are the 2020 team. And there's all, and it's just amazing to think as a, as a, even though they had the wins and led the tenants in the nineties, they just couldn't get the job done in the uh, postseason. <laughs> the teams that have repeated uh, world championships, Packers, Dolphins, the Steelers twice, 49ers, Cowboys, Broncos, Patriots, and now your Kansas city. Yeah, the Broncos had to do so, it. So, all right. How are you going to do, how are you going to deal with this tomorrow? You're going to go to a, a bar to watch the oh, rally. Yeah. So, so, you're so no, what I was, the, what the, I was going to get at and... is, is my experience at the parades is, all right, we got we to gotta be at the stage, right? We got to hear these speeches at the end. You know, okay. we, we, we'll, you know, you see the screens. Yeah. You, you can see the buses going through on the screens. You can see the buses come through that corner, right, um, if you're near, the, near enough to the stage, and, and you kind of get that. But I'm going to switch it up this year because I think – the players in the buses, they kind of lose the energy by the time they get to union station. I think, I think they're kind of ready to like, just get into the building and kind of, so like when they, when they're taking that last turn, I think they're not as hyped up maybe as they would be, uh, you know, when they're kind of first going through the parade and maybe the chiefs in their experience, maybe they'll kind of slow pace themselves. They won't have a Jalen Watson situation this year. You know, maybe we'll actually have, Which you know, Mahomes retweeted. Yeah. About it. Yeah. So Cause it was, let's explain what happened. He had a little too much fun. Yeah. And they had a wheelchair for him. Uh, not because he was injured. Uh, so yeah, no, that's, that's the thing is I am going to be more, I'm going to try to find a route spot, you know, somewhere I'm, you know, you're actually right. on the route where, you know, you're, you're watching them go by and, you know, I not. I'm not saying I'm going to be on the fence, Jay. Don't, don't don't quote me on that. I'm not saying that. But uh, remember last year when it looked like Mahomes gave away the, uh, or was it Kelsey? One of them gave away the uh, Super Bowl trophy to a fan. Oh yeah, it was yeah, the yeah, owner yeah. of and the they, uh, they Buffalo like, Sports Bar that's a Kansas City. Yeah, the blue line. Uh, the Black Rock in oh. Buffalo, but he owned the Lombardi. It wasn't the real Lombardi. That was people thought the Chiefs actually. Yeah, gave right. The no, that is a funny video. Yeah. 
Well, no, no. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I think my advice for the parade would be like, I think the route is the, the, the better spot. I think, I think it's kind of overrated to, to be at the, the union station waiting for the, the speeches. Cause it takes a while too. It takes a while for them to get, get to the speeches. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm not, but everyone's got to go. So uh, either way. Yeah. You know, here's the thing. You just got to be there. It, 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 I call it a Kansas City holiday. I know it's Valentine's Day for everybody else around the country, but not in this town. This is uh, Kansas City. This is this is Kansas City Day. You're an experienced uh, parade guy, Ron. I mean, I just, yeah. yeah you've I covered, laid it see, out. This is great, I though. I like this out. because you cover this team every day. You, you, you break do. down film. You were talking about the secondary and Trent McDuffie and everything else. You break down the film, and now you get to go enjoy yourself for a day. And I like this. You well, need the break. You're still calling me tomorrow, though. You're calling me in, in the evening. I'm tomorrow, still calling so. you tomorrow yeah, for yeah, yeah, Arrowhead yeah, yeah. Pride Radio. I'll be in here for that. So we're, cause I want to know I'll, about I'll your give you the parade, the parade breakdown. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I so. want to know how you consumed the parade. Yeah. But it's it's becoming funny because it's title town because they're actually getting the job done. Like before, it was just getting to the postseason, and then it was getting it done. And then I don't know what your expectations were, but I know the expectations a lot of times that, that Super Bowl they had in Miami versus the 49ers, Mahomes' first one. It was... Clark Hunt gave the mission objective to the team, which is interesting because he said his goal, his expectation was to win the Lamar Hunt trophy named after his father and then win the whole thing. Now, had they just got there, there might have been, well, you know, you're going back. You know, you're going back. Like the Royals. Yeah. You know, you're going to go back there. I was watching uh, Mahomes on Pat McAfee today and he was talking about how he said the word dynasty (laughs) this rookie year or whatever. They're like, hey, don't say that or whatever. And, uh, but anyway, you knew you're going back. But then I'll never forget Kelsey when they lost to the Buccaneers. It was, well, we don't see it as a success because we didn't win it. And you're like, okay, right. the mindset's now changed with this team. The mindset's now changed. It doesn't matter about going there. I think fans kind of got a little bit Jayhawky, where if they didn't go to the Final Four, the season really mattered. Did it actually happen? But then, of course, they win the whole damn thing last year, and they win the whole damn thing this year. And so now the talk of dynasty, and there's no more talk about dynasty. It is a dynasty. It is a hundred percent a dynasty. No question. It was already an AFC dynasty, in my opinion, when you yeah, make yeah. six straight AFC title 100%. games. But this is an NFL dynasty. And how many rings does it stop with Mahomes? Because I saw the argument today with the different national shows have been talking about how many rings Mahomes can get. Can he catch Tom Brady? He's already ahead of him now. You know, when you think about pace, the pace, yeah. with the pace of it, because having three at twenty eight. Because uh, Brady was, what, 29 before he had three, but Mahomes is, is past him. Yeah, they were similar age. He, yeah. He's on a better pace right now. But the bottom line is, what, what ticks me off is is how D. Ford being off sides oh, man. gave Brady another ring because he makes it to the Super Bowl. That's true. And he gets another ring. <laughs> and so you put that further separation. Well, Now, if he doesn't and the Chiefs go and they beat the Rams in the Super Bowl, then Mahomes is at four and Brady's yeah. at six. Yeah. And then you're like, ah, this bad boy might fall within four years. Well, and the head to head thing. I mean, he, he doesn't lose that head to head. He's not, he can never beat Brady again. Brady's always going to be two and the game. I mean, they, they, they beat the chiefs. hundred yeah. percent. They beat him there. Right. And, and so Brady gets that extra ring there. Right. And Mahomes didn't, but that AFC title games, the one that drove me nuts. Cause it was the old overtime rules where Brady won the yeah. toss hey. and goes and win. That's true. No, but that, that's the thing though, is that I, I don't really agree with, with jumping ahead uh, of Brady because he won the super bowl. Um, you know, this, and I know not everyone's saying that, but there are some people trying to, you know, just because of his talent. But there is something too, Brady having that one to one, you know, one on one head to head winning it at the most important moment of the year. One of them in Arrowhead. Um, and I know it was Mahomes first year starting, but I think, you know, hey, in the LeBron MJ uh, conversation, you know, in basketball, 
you know, we didn't get MJ versus LeBron. It was uh, an overtime know. thriller, man. We, we, we did get Brady versus Mahomes. It did happen. It, you can go watch the game. And, and Mahomes was the MVP of the, of the league that year. And then, you know, a couple years later in the Super Bowl, yeah, he didn't have an offensive line, and that's not his fault. All that to say, though, Brady is 2-0 against him. So I do think Mahomes is like – and he's going to have to do a lot to, to get over Brady in terms of – he's going to have to match his rings at least – I just, I just, I, I think he just has to because of the head-to-head stuff. I think that's, I think that's fair. Like, I, I just think, I, th- I, I do. Mahomes is second all time for sure, but I think, I think it's fair to give Brady the the throne still. Remember the whole thing with the, uh, with the, uh, with the, if you heard that thing with the Mannings, like Mannings, if Arch never had, yeah, met his wife. Well, yeah. Without the Mannings, how many rings would Brady have? It might be like up to ten or eleven, because of the times Peyton knocked him out. You know, in the AFC title right. game, and then Eli beating him twice well, that, in the Super Bowl. He, I mean, he could have like nine or ten if without the uh, Mannings ever being born. Well, and, and that's the thing. Go, going into the Super Bowl, I was thinking, how is a guy like Brock Purdy going to beat an all-time quarterback like Patrick Mahomes? You don't see that in, in history, except Eli Manning against Brady or Nick Foles against Brady. And so that's uh, you know that that's the the you know it, it does happen, but it's very rare. And just imagine if Brady doesn't trip up to Eli Manning twice, he has eight or nine. Crazy. <laughs> it's crazy stuff. We got a ton to get to. 913-586-7610, the J Southland Toe Service text line. We'll address all your texts as well. Ron and I will look to the future of the Chiefs. We'll recap kind of the season and the, kind of the turning point for this team. We'll do all that next. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Kansas City, Kansas City, here I come. Love to sing with me, Ron. Kansas City, Kansas City, here I come. Got some crazy little women there, I'm gonna get me one. Okay. Sing it, Pink. That's right. I'm gonna be standing on the corner, 12th Street and Bond. Close to the new stadium. Hey, welcome back. Jay Binkley, Isaac Deere producing Ron Cobb in studio with me as we're going to uh, dissect the Chiefs in every single angle we have on your pre-parade talk. Because I know you guys are getting excited for it now. I know you're playing for it now. The pre-gaming. I I know you're, I I called a, uh, actually called a bar. During during the break, and yeah, you did. Because my mom wants I to go. Can... My seventy seven year old mother wants to go to a bar to watch. She going to parade, but she wants to go to a bar and watch it. And I say, "Hey, you gonna have the sound on for the parade?" They're like, "Yeah, we're actually open at ten a.m." Mm. They're like, "Yeah, hey, yeah, we're open to the bar. It usually opens at eleven, eleven thirty, whatever this restaurant." She says, "Yeah, we're open up at ten a.m. We're gonna say so you gonna have the sound on for the parade." Yeah, we're gonna have the sound on for the parade. I know what Rod's doing tomorrow at the parade. Wash it down with one beer, two beers, three beers. A shot of whiskey, a margarita. Oh, wow. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about all that. Keep going. <laughs> I was with you for the first three. I, I really was. Hey, I was really way, was. I'm going to go to you in the phone line here in a minute, Reggie, but I'm going to give a shout out right now to the man of the hour, one tough son of a gun, and we all should, this guy should never buy a beer in this town ever again, like ever, ever again. His name is Nick Allegretti. Yes, sir. The way he stepped in for a first-team All-Pro or Joe Tooney, that's that's one thing. That's one thing. 
But another thing is suffering a torn UCL in the second quarter of the Super Bowl and playing the entire game. Yeah. Glad that's getting some run. Tom Pelissero put that out on uh, uh, Twitter. He didn't miss a snap. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Because, I mean, that's the thing, what I kept saying with Joe Tooney is, like, that's your peck. Like, you kind of really need that to block, to to generate power as you're moving somebody, kind of bench pressing them. I would say your UCL is pretty important. I'd say so, but man. (laughs) To to, to keep kind of stability as you're blocking somebody. I mean, my gosh. You talk about manning up. You talk about manning up. Nick Allegretti, man. There's a few guys I don't think should ever have to buy. Chad Henney's another one. I mean, leading a 98 yard drive against players that should never have to buy a beer again. I leading mean, a 98 yard drive. That was awesome. I mean, here's some Butker. I mean, there's, there's some people, man. Yeah. And, sh- and, and shout out the text line because we were talking Mahomes, uh, you know, and, and Brady comparisons before the break. And Isaac did bring up a good point. And I, I will concede this. If Mahomes wins three straight, Brady never did that. And I, and I will say, I, that's that's a pretty big accomplishment, and on top of the fact that he's going to be you know close to all the records and stuff. So I, I'd give him that if he wins three straight, that 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 pushes the conversation. For You'll sure. give it to him. All right, let's go back to the phone lines here, and I'm t- doing this, taking this call. Usually, I just you know just text in nine one three five eight six seven six ten is our J Southland Toe Service text line. Any Chiefs questions you have, uh, we'll get to them. I got some designated time for that, but I do want to hear from my man Reggie because of his topic on here, which I find extremely interesting. Good evening, Reggie in Anaheim. Man, how you doing, bro? Good evening, Isaac. Shout out to you. Uh, I don't know the bro that's in the uh, in the studio with you right it's now. Ron def- Ron, okay. I need I need to get homies uh, uh, Instagrams, uh, whatever, whatever. He's their lead analyst on Arrowhead Pride, my man. He's the he's the source. Oh, okay, then he should know me, and I should know him. You know should, should know each other. Hey, welcome. Hey, Ron, this is Reggie. I mean, Reggie, 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 I mean, I've heard you plenty. I'm a six ten listener. I mean, I, I'm I'm very familiar with Reggie from An- 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 Anaheim. So uh, yeah. Okay, all right. We all go. I'm, I'm gonna follow you, man, because I'm 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 hyped. I'm up only on Twitter draft, though. Man. I'm only on Twitter, and I'm not calling it X. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Yeah. We we not we not grandfathering in X for sure. Uh, I had a I had a quick question for you. First of all. Um, Man, that 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 game that game Monday uh, Sunday night, man, uh, four hours of torture, but it was so sweet at the end. And uh, I just I'm just so proud of the city, man. More than anything, I'm just proud to see uh, being on, on the West Coast, hearing people talk about Kansas City and Los Angeles. That's one of the biggest compliments uh, that I that I've ever had. My question was though, of the free agent receivers that are available, uh, I just heard that that the Bengals are gonna are going to franchise T. Higgins, so he'll probably be off the table. My question to you two gentlemen is, uh, between Michael Pittman, uh, Mike Evans, Marquise, Marquise Brown, Calvin, uh, Calvin Ridley, uh, who, who would you guys like to see the Chiefs go out and extend uh, a contract to to come in for this receiving core? And do you think we should select a receiver first in the first round? I think my thoughts off the Thank air. Thank you. Go Chiefs. Well, I'll answer the last part, really. Yes, the first pick should be a wide receiver, and we'll get into that. But I'm more of a Mike Evans guy at this point. I know he's you know past 30, but he's got the experience. He's won a ring. It's, it's like a professional dude that you can throw right into the locker room. I'm a big fan of like the continuity of the locker room or whatever. Oh, yeah. I'm okay with somebody being older because you got young and Rasheed Rice and you're going to draft receivers. So I'm okay with that. The T. Higgins thing, they're going to slap a franchise on. I do like Pittman. I like Pittman a lot. Oh, yeah. But uh, Mike Evans would be kind of the one I'd be interested in because of his range, getting downfield, and his consistency. I mean, he's got that streak going. It's longer, the 1,000-yard streak he's got. Yeah, it oh, yeah. No, hey, 
keep the Brady comparisons going. Mike Evans would be to Mahomes what Randy Moss was maybe to Tom Brady in that 07 season where all of a sudden maybe Mahomes has another you know, crazy stat year because he got a Hall of Fame receiver in, in his repertoire. And he happens to be six five, and it's something right. they don't have. And 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 he's great downfield. He's still fast, but he's also just you know unstoppable at the catch point. Um, and also, by the way, he's also got a thousand yards receiving every single year in the league. Yeah, no, and he I know. started in two thousand fourteen. And and think of the quarterbacks he's played with even before Brady. He played with Jameis Winston, Ryan yep. Fitzpatrick. You know, some of those guys. I mean, and he had just, thirteen touchdowns. His, his career high is fourteen in two thousand. It, it's the market consistency. I understand age. He takes good care of himself, and he's right at 30 years old. But if you want to bring a guy in for a year or two and have that experience, because we've seen the experience. We've seen the Sammy Watkins, you know, come in here and bring that, you know, aging veteran yeah. type thing. I'm okay with that, 100%. Right, and Mike Evans would be great. But I will tell you, you know, the one guy on that list that I am intrigued with the most, and maybe it's just because I think he is underrated now after kind of having a quiet season, was Calvin Ridley, the, the Jaguars receiver this year. Yeah. You know, obviously he was he didn't play the year before. He had the uh, the gambling suspension, um, first year in Jacksonville, and the only year in Jacksonville potentially if they don't resign him. It just didn't seem like it went super well. But in my opinion, I think for whatever reason down in Jacksonville, that offense was not as creative as it, as it could have been using him. Um, he was he was lined up in the perimeter like a va- just uh, way too much of the time. Um, rarely used in the slot. Rarely used. Um, you know, kind of in and in, in more than just a all right, go deep or run a comeback route on the sideline. And, and Trevor Lawrence is, is, is going to find you every once in a while. Calvin Ridley's a better receiver than that, in my opinion. And and I think there is something too. If the Chiefs get him in here, he could he could kind of live up to. You know, there was that that one season I think with Matt Ryan where he he really looked like he could be a kind of a, a Pro Bowl level receiver. Um, he's he's he is getting to thirty years old uh, next season. Um, so you know, I know he's he's getting up there, but. He's, he has fresh legs, you know. He, he has he 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 has uh you know he didn't play the year before and and this year I just think he was wasted in Jacksonville. So I think I think he's he's someone that if they get on a, a good deal could really end up you know maybe you draft first round and you get him on a decent deal. Man, you're really cooking with with, with fire there. I mean, he's not opinion. he's not Randy Moss. We know nobody's Randy Moss. I mean, Randy Moss is. is oh, I know. I, but, yes, but, but, I but, know. But the one thing about it is though, when when you've consistently got a thousand yards every single year since 2014. And you've had double-digit touchdowns in five seasons. That's the kind of – Andy just coming off a 13-touchdown year. That's the consistency you want. That's I – mean, yeah, I mean, Randy Moss like an all-time great to me. Yes, Mike Evans, though, at 6'5", 230 pounds – getting a thousand yards every year and getting you know, 10 to 13 touchdowns. That's perfect. Well, and what Evans brings to the offense is really what I meant by the Moss comparison. Cause, no, cause no, I'm with you. From, I'm from okay o, with you from saying 06 that. To 07, from, saying. From, from Brady went from 06. He didn't have any weapons. It was a big deal. Then 07, all of a sudden they made that trade. Boom. They go undefeated. Brady wins an MVP. Mahomes won the Super Bowl this year. So it's not the same thing, but next year, you know, they could use a, another high talent, high caliber, you know, elite level player in the receiving court. And Mike Evans has that, has that ability where, you know, they could start going downfield more. Mahomes has not been able to use his well, vertical passing game Well, it wasn't when he got, he got there because they were a defensive team yeah. in New England. That was yeah, a defensive right. team. When he get, when he joined there, they came offense again, right? With, right. And obviously the, the Chiefs are kind of The Chiefs don't need they that They become much. more defensive now, but you add it in. But Mahomes hasn't had that 50-touchdown year since 2018, no. right? It's going to happen again. I it's going to happen again. I understand and, and a, a player Mike, like that. Randy yeah. was 6'4", oh, yeah. Mike Evans 6'5". You know? Mike Evans, I'm just saying, he's going to help He's gonna help him get another I'm MVP or something, you know? We'll take a time when we come back. I do want to address the uh, – I thought this question was going a different way. <laughs> I do want to address the wide receivers uh, this year in the draft and Brett Veach next. 
You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Hey, it's Travis Kelsey, and you're listening to the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back, Jay Pinkley, as you hear producing Rodney Cobb, lead analyst, ArrowheadPride.com, in studio with us here. I thought this uh, the Reggie question was going a different direction about beach and wide receivers in the drafting of wide receivers because this was a common sentiment early on in the year, especially in the post game, as far as oh, yeah. these people waiting for Rasheed Rice to explode. Like, oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do with Rasheed Rice? Well, Rasheed Rice led the NFL wide receivers. We're taking wide receivers that were drafted last year, and I did not – I was not enamored by last year's wide receiver class. This year I am. This year I am. This year's the right year yes, to sir, need a Jay. wide receiver. But I was not enamored. I was Shamari Connor, and by the way, he's played a hell of a year. But we'll get to that. But uh, he led all receivers that were rookies in catches and yards, except there's a caveat. There's an asterisk because there's somebody ahead of him. It's <laughs> Puka Nakua who's the all-time leader in yeah. rookie receptions and yards. So Puka, the, my deal with Puka is, and why I don't like to mention him in these things, because Rasheed Rice is ahead of Zay Flowers and everybody else, Jordan Addison, Rasheed Rice is ahead of them all as far as rookie re- catches and, and yards. So Beach drafted the right guy. Oh, yeah. Puka, Puka was not drafted until the fifth round by the Rams. So I'm not giving him a ton of credit for it. Not to mention, not to mention, the Rams had four Count them four yeah. fifth round picks <laughs> in Kansas City, and Puka was the last of the four picked in the first round or fifth round, fifth round. Fourth. So the Rams, yes, they got Puka and they can <laughs> brag all they want, but still there was seven players drafted by the Rams before Puka, and again he was the fourth fifth yeah. round selection they had. You, yeah, I mean, hey, don't give the Rams credit, but you can still give. You know, well, I'll give Puka, credit for throwing a dart you, at him. You but can I mean, give Puka Nakua credit for being a great receiver. You sure right, the hell right would have been bat. the fourth, fifth round pick had they known Puka was that good? Yeah, no, but Rasheed Rice's growth this year. The, the thing is, at the beginning of the year, he was he was barely a factor in the offense, even though he did score week one. Um, it is kind of you know easy to forget. I mean, he he did have a role in the offense, but it was a very limited one. Um, but it just kept growing, and and it was clear. I remember the Vikings game. It was week five or so. Mahomes throws a a pass to Rice, who's covered in the back of the end zone, and it went incomplete. But if you kind of look, Rice is like completely covered, and Mahomes tries to thread it just past the the defender, and and Rice actually kind of you know he, he kind of quits on the route because he doesn't think Mahomes is going to give him it. And I remember in the post game, Mahomes talked about it and said, "Yeah, I I I threw that because I trusted that he was going to you know be able to make that play." He now knows to not like he said it was a learning lesson for him. He now knows. But the reason he didn't run all the way through that route is because he's a rookie. He's never he, he shouldn't know how to, he shouldn't know to run through that route. I guess is what I'm trying to get at. Mahomes trusted him like a veteran receiver. It didn't work out that time, but it kind of showed that Mahomes wanted to trust him. And boom, all of a sudden by the playoffs, he's he's looking like a you know a, a legit threat. I yeah, mean, they, they 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 build that chemistry, and that weapon. takes time. That's why they they, they can't pat so important. Guys going down to Texas yeah. working out with him because he really was the miracle worker. You think about what he did this year being a top 10 passing offense with the leading uh, receivers and drops in the National Football League. I mean, it was the magic man, what he did. Yeah. And I know there's going to be a common sentiment out there that he can take other receivers and make them great. I'm, I'm good with that. And as I've, I've brought up before, you know, like go ask Reggie Wayne or Marvin Harrison if Peyton Manning built them or were they already good. 
So Marvin Harrison's in the Hall of Fame, and Reggie from Wayne will be there at some point. Right. Brandon Stokely got a thousand yards. They were the only team in the NFL. 2004, I think, to have three receivers have 1,000 yards, and Brandon Stokely was one of those. So, yeah, you take Brandon Stokely and make him good. But it doesn't hurt to have a Jerry Rice. It doesn't hurt to have a Randy Moss. It doesn't hurt to have a, a Mark Duper or a Clayton. It doesn't hurt to have these guys. It just helps you, your development. And I'm okay with it because seven out of ten picks were on defense two years ago, five out of seven this past year. It was Friday night last year during the draft where they said, okay, this is the Mahomes night. And they drafted Rasheed Rice. And they drafted Wanya uh, Morris, the only offensive players they drafted in last year's draft. And okay, you're like, okay, they would have built this defense. They got the youngest defense in the NFL. And look at, let I me mean, look at the fruits of that labor. Yeah. And that's why I kept reminding people when they were talking about Veach or whatever in his drafting. And so I was like, wait, how do you think, how do you think this defense got good, the Magic Fairy? You think they were just sprinkling fairy dust and making this defense good? No, they were drafted. He had five rookie defensive backs last year in the Super Bowl against the Eagles. Five. Five of them. And not only that, he had a leading rusher that was a seventh-round pick. Then he called his own shot saying you can have a, a guy like that in the seventh round or undrafted. So he calls a shot. The year before he called the shot, the second and third round was a sweet spot and drafts Nick Bolton Yeah, that he, that he got from the Ravens on the Orlando Brown trade, which is incredibly a shrewd trade. But And no, let's not forget about a lot of things. The Harrison Butker deal that when he first got in here. Yeah, bringing him from the Panthers practice squad. What I'm saying is I have full trust in what Brett Beach does because to build a dynasty, you can't be just players. You can't be just coaches. You got to have a front office. And last year, he was getting a chance for one receiver. I mean, that was probably the plan for the Chiefs because this year's the load up on wide receivers draft. Last year, it wasn't. It's kind of like reminds me of that year of tackles during COVID when it was Sam Cosby and Liam Eisenberg and Alex Leatherwood and none of these guys that made left tackles. Yeah. And that's why the chiefs went out and got Orlando Brown. Cause there yeah. was no yeah. tackles in there the draft no. where the chiefs are drafting. And they realized that that's why they tried to get Trent Williams till three in the morning before he resigned in San Francisco. And that's why they made the deal with Orlando Brown. They were stuck. They didn't have anything. Yeah. And he throws the dart at Rasheed Rice. He ends up being right. And I understand why they did it. I understand why they drafted Mahomes. He had the 128th ranked scoring defense in the country at Texas Tech, meaning every time he's on the field, he has a score touchdown. That's appealing to me. Rasheed Rice had 96 catches his last year at SMU. Second on the team was 36. Third on the team was 27, meaning he did everything. Okay, that's a guy you like. That's a guy you want, a guy that goes out there and does everything for his team. I can understand why they drafted Rasheed Rice. Yeah. And by the way, Rasheed Rice also has the rookie reception record in the postseason with 26. So, yes, Beach hit a home run. He got one dart, one dart to throw at a wide receiver, and he did an A plus job. Well, and but if you include the Sky Moore pick the year before, you can say, oh well, look, hey, you know he's he's one for two. But that's the thing with drafting is if You're you are, miss. if you one for two, then that's a that's a home run. If you can if you can hit on a hit on on two uh, you know hit on one or two draft picks, uh, uh, you know one or two positions, kind of in that same range. In all fairness, years. though, he did give him a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I know. He he contributed. He had a punt return in the AFC Championship last year. Uh, so that's that's my thing, though. Is I really do hope the Chiefs and and I and I am confident, like you just said, with Brett Veach uh, thinking this way that. You know, Rasheed Rice shouldn't be this team's number one receiver next year. This, Rasheed Rice should just be a very high ceiling, high caliber wide receiver too. But there should be kind of an alpha wide receiver, uh, you know, to use yards on, after catch like a Sammy, like a Juju was. Yeah, exactly, and, and exactly, and they were best as wide receiver twos, kind of playing off of. And I know Travis Kelsey, you know, uh, back in those days, you know, was was, um, you know, maybe a little bit more of like a actual wide receiver one. Um, but I still think, you know, now they just need. 
They, they don't need to put too much pressure or too much on rice. Let him be the guy that takes advantage of the off coverage. Let him be the guy that the, the team kind of, you know, uh, falls asleep on gets, gives them a little too much space. And then all of a sudden we see him with yak. You give him the ball with a little space. He could, he could break off a 40, 50 yard run, um, you know, and, and run through arm tackles. So, you know, the more they, they give, you know, this offense, you know, other guys outside of a guy like rice, like he's just going to get better and better. Cause he's supposed to be the guy that takes advantage of open space. He's not going to be the guy winning consistently against number one corners and getting himself open over and over right now. He could develop into that, but I'm just saying, I don't, I don't think they want to just don't put your chips all into him. Kind of let him be the auxiliary player, uh, you know, for the first few years of his career. They had 61 starts by rookies that Eagles year. They were, they won the championship them. It was number three in the NFL. The top two teams in rookie starts picked number one and two in the draft. <laughs> it just shows you, and they, they, they did it. They, they didn't say, hey, we got to reload, we got to rebuild. They didn't use those terms because you don't when you have Mahomes as your quarterback. Right. But you quietly do it. Yeah. You quietly did it, and they did it. Because these guys, when, when Mahomes, because there's been a lot of talk about that, that Mahomes' cap hit, that he's had the highest cap number, which he did the year before, too, which I don't know why the people are talking about so much this year because it's all NFL this year, but he had the highest quarterback ever winning quarterback in a Super Bowl yeah, yeah. a year ago. And, you know, Brock Purdy was taking 0.3% of the, the salary cap for the Niners. Man, they built their teams differently. Yeah, exactly. They, they built their teams differently, and they paid Mahomes, which I understand why. He's got three rings, so the Chiefs are obviously right on that. You got to pay your quarterback, and they'll find out. First school will find out. And here, here's my thing. This is what I always, I always want to see. Like, Jalen Hurts just got paid. You know, Lamar Jackson just got paid. Josh Allen's been paid. Justin Herbert just got paid. Joe Burrow just got paid. All right, Mahomes has been paid. But yeah. Mahomes has three rings. So the thing is, once you pay your quarterback, you're going to be good or you're going to draft well. Because if you're going to pay your quarterback, you better draft well and have players that aren't taking much of your cap, and you got to be good. Now, that's when I see these other quarterbacks get contracts, great. Win. Yeah. Pay Dak Press, win. Now that you've paid your quarterback, show me you can draft. Well, but that's the thing, though, I will say about drafting well is the draft is a crapshoot. I, I, I truly believe that. And I, and I think Veach, you know, does a great job at, at, at sifting through that crap and finding the best probabilities, uh, you know, for hit players, maybe. But I think the real key to the Chiefs youth on defense, specifically, obviously, here is Spagnolo. I mean, Steve Spagnolo coming in 2019. You know, they kind of gave him those veterans, right, to kind of jumpstart his defense. But he has been able to develop a defense from that 2020 draft when they drafted Willie Gay, LeJarius Sneed, Mike Dana. Since that draft, it has been him developing this unit to, you know, become one of the best in the NFL. It, it was this year. I mean, you could argue it was the best defense in the NFL this year after the Super Bowl. And I think a lot of that is the coaching more than it is like, oh, Brett Veach just found like all these really good defensive players. Like I think Spagnolo is a heck of a defensive backs coach. And so is Dave Merritt. You know, Dave Merritt, I think those two combined I might think be. Spags does give his advice for the draft. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. When it comes to defensive backs. Yeah. Yeah. But I just think, I think you see the talent develop and I think it's Spags deserves a lot of credit. And maybe if it was a different defensive coach, maybe we don't look at Brett Veach the same, like, Oh, we found all these hits because maybe a coach doesn't develop, you know, Leo Chanel into the impact player. He is maybe they don't develop Mike Dana into a starter, uh, you know, Legereus need into a shutdown corner. Um, there, there's a lot of stuff on this chief's defense that, that Spags deserves a lot of credit for too. The problem is when you create all these stars, you create more problems because everybody was paid. Exactly. Oh, all man. your players are good. Remember, I remember going in the draft last year, 21 of 22 guys that were drafted were on the roster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 21. Bo Pete was the only one that wasn't on there. <laughs> and this year it changed. But 21 of 22 drafted guys. And that even included the COVID year where nobody hit in the NFL. They did. 21 of 22 guys 
They were drafted by the Chiefs who were on the roster. And that's one thing to say it if we're talking about the Cardinals. It's right. one thing to say if we're talking about the Broncos. It's another thing if we're talking about the Chiefs that are actually winning Super Bowls. Like it's every team, yeah, they play rookies. I mean, they'll play play draft picks, but I don't give them credit. Hey, you're playing draft picks. You're playing them because you have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now play them and win. Right. And, and that's what they're doing. They're playing them and winning. Right. And and again, I just think that really does speak to the coaching getting the most out of that talent. You can't tell me that Brett Veach is just a, that good at that. You know, hey, I found 20, 21 to 22 guys that no matter where they went in the NFL, they would have turned into a, you know, a, an impact player or stayed on the roster. You know, I, I think, yes, obviously the Trent McDuffie's the George Karloftis are great tra- draft picks. He made those picks. He went up for McDuffie. You know, he, he knew he wanted Karloftis when he slipped. But some of these other guys like a Jalen Watson, Joshua Williams, you know, I, I think Sneed, too. I mean, you know. I don't think they're the same player if Spags doesn't have his hands on him. Double J, I'll get to you. The text line 816 says, uh, I propose we refer to Leo as Super Bowl champion, Chanel. Well, here's the thing. I'll tell you something about Leo that you don't know next. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.